Maybe it's a classic, or maybe a flop. Has Katie seen it? She probably has not. She'll sit down and watch it if it's good or it's bad. Hey, have you seen this? No, Katie hasn't seen that. Hi, I'm Katie, and if I had a nickel for every time someone said to me, Wait, you haven't seen this movie? Oh my god, you need to see this movie. I'd be very rich. So this is my podcast, where I finally watch those movies you all have told me I need to see, and I tell you what I think. It's time for another episode of Katie Hasn't Seen That. And this episode is coming out on Thanksgiving. So I asked my community, and there are not very many Thanksgiving movies out there. I feel like Thanksgiving movies should be a thing. We have Christmas movies. We have, okay, Halloween movies. Okay, maybe there are some holidays that don't get as much love, like 4th of July or Easter or Labor Day. But for some reason, I feel like Thanksgiving should have more movies attached to it, or at least Thanksgiving adjacent movies. So we arrived on a little known movie called Planes, Trains, and Automobiles from 1987, I've heard of this movie. I didn't really know. I, when you hear a title like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, like what is that even about? It is listed as a comedy drama. It was directed by John Hughes. I had no idea that John Hughes had anything to do with this. He also wrote this movie. If you don't know who John Hughes is, he's done some things you may have heard of like 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he's worked on a ton of stuff. A bunch of National Lampoon's things. He wrote Pretty in Pink. So John Hughes had his little fingies in this. I don't know why I said it that way, but here we are. Okay, so Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. It is a Thanksgiving-ish movie. It has John Candy in it. Steve Martin. Apparently Kevin Bacon is in it. Once again, I'm trying to avoid any sort of spoilers by looking at a very brief Google of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. How involved in Thanksgiving is this movie? Is it just like Die Hard where people will die on a hill saying it's Christmas adjacent or it's a Christmas movie? Is this like a Thanksgiving-ish movie? Is it centrally focused on Thanksgiving or is it just a Thanksgiving adjacent movie? As I've been trying to record this, there have been several airplanes that have flown over and have been so loud that I've had to stop recording. So maybe it's a sign because planes is in the title of this movie or it's just something that the universe is trying to do to drive me crazy. I think this is a buddy movie. I mean, I have not really seen anything with John Candy in it. I've seen a lot of stuff with Steve Martin. I enjoy Steve Martin. Maybe this is gonna be a fun thing. Maybe this will be a fun Thanksgiving movie that'll become a tradition in my house where I'm like, it's Thanksgiving, we've got to watch planes, trains, and automobiles. So without further ado, I guess I'll dive into planes, trains, and automobiles. I feel like I've said that movie title a billion times at this point, but let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get down to the ratings. It has a 7.6 out of 10 on internet movie database, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% on Metacritic, and 93% of Google users like this movie. Have we all been sleeping on planes, trains, and automobiles? I really don't feel like this is a popular movie, but a lot of you have told me to watch this. My husband was like, I've heard that's a Thanksgiving movie. So I was like, how come I'm just sitting over here thinking that this movie was from the 1960s? No joke, I thought this was a movie from the 1960s that inspired the movie Rat Race. I was mistaken. So this movie's coming in like a dark horse, maybe. 
I'm going to go watch this. I ha That's another thing. I've had to buy a lot of these movies to watch or I guess rent. So many of these movies that have been recommended to me are not available on most streaming services. And I have a hefty amount of streaming services. I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I have Showtime because it came packaged with Hulu. Okay. I have Amazon Prime. I have Disney Plus. I have a lot. I feel like I have a lot. And some of these um, just are not on these streaming services. So I've had to rent a lot of these. Which, okay, remember when Redbox was like a dollar and now it's a lot more expensive? But I can't go to Redbox and rent planes, trains, and automobiles. So Amazon has been getting some little little extra money from me as I'm making these uh, episodes. I had to rent Child's Play. I had to rent The Shining, The Exorcist, The Big Lebowski. And now I'm going to be renting planes, trains, and automobiles. So I'm going to dive in. I'm going to dive in, fly in, chug in, and drive in. I, I don't know. I'm going to go watch this movie and uh, prepare myself for a little Thanksgiving festivities. And I will let you all know what I think. Trains, trains, and automobiles. I watched it. I ate some leftover Thai food and watched a movie that was very much a movie that matched its title. There were planes. There were trains. There were automobiles. The movie just starts right off in a work meeting with Steve Martin and his co-workers while his boss, two days before Thanksgiving, is trying to pick out an advertisement for, like, lipstick. And he's not talking this entire time. And Steve Martin's character, Neil, is late for a flight. <gasps> but... The whole time he's there, like, he just won't talk and he won't make a decision on this advertisement. And this whole time, it made me so stressed out. This movie made me stressed out. Like, as this movie is it, just madness. It's like, if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. It's one of those movies. Neil's running late for a flight. He's leaving his meeting. He forgets his gloves. He's trying to hail a cab in New York City at rush hour. He's falling in the street in front of cars. It's just such a crazy movie filled with very stressful situations. And I, I told some friends recently that I have been watching The Office for the first time through. I watched the first couple seasons of The Office when it first came out. I never really got on The Office train. I still am not really on The Office train. It's just kind of something to watch. But that show makes me ow, like, actually cringe. That show is so stressful for me to watch that I don't think I can watch it before bed anymore. It's, it's so many situations and there are so many scenarios which make me go, oh my god, why? And this movie is like that. It's a little bit like that. Neil has many encounters with this man named Dell, and it kind of starts off this crazy adventure with the two of them with so many like happenstance situations and they're they're now connected on this journey back to chicago that's where they're headed they're both headed to chicago but you know the airplane there's a huge storm at O'Hare, and now all of a sudden they're in Wichita, Kansas, because that's where the plane could land. And it's just this nightmare scenario after nightmare scenario of them trying to get back to Chicago. But literally, it's Murphy's Law. What can go wrong will go wrong. There's a point when Dell and Neil don't really know each other yet, but Neil didn't get his first class seat. The airplane screwed things up, so he got assigned to a coach seat, and now he's sitting next to Dell. Dell 
on this airplane. He's taking his shoes off and then he takes his socks off and they're so close together. And I just, I just literally was on my couch going, no, why? And uh, my husband was laughing at me because he said my reactions were more entertaining than the movie at times because it, it's just a lot of moments like that where you're like, oh my God, why? No, stop. Those kind of things. So yeah, they arrive in Wichita, Kansas. Dell has a connection because he sells shower curtain rings at a motel in Wichita that they then drive to. Otherwise, they're going to be stranded at the airport and um, they have to share a room. They're strangers and they have to share a room. And there's like one double bed in there that they have to share. Just each scenario just became more and more like, oh, my God. And just everything that happened from this, like just this moment on, it just snowballs into disaster after disaster. But their their paths just keep on crossing. And essentially, by the end of the movie, it's like, oh my God, they really care about each other, which is kind of nice. I, I feel like I didn't expect this movie to be what it was. It's rated R, which I, I, didn't, I didn't think. I'm like, oh, this is probably like a PG-13. I don't think PG-13 was out in 1987 or just came out. But I was like, I don't think it's a PG movie. But man, I, I just sat watching this movie the whole time going, oh my God, oh my God. Just throughout this whole movie, there's like rockin' 80s instrumental music that they're throwing in. It's just like, you hear that like classic 80s soundtrack and you're just like, man, they're doing some 80s things. And I, I, I kind of liked that. I kind of liked the feel of that. There's a lot of gross things in this movie too. So like while they're sharing the room, Neil, who's played by Steve Martin again, goes to take a shower, but Dell took a shower first. Dell's played by John Candy, and John Candy was literally magic in this. And I, I think I love Steve Martin. Over, I, I've seen so many movies of his, and I just like the way that he delivers his performance. And in this movie, I was like, I just, I just kind of like the the way that they work together. John Candy and Steve Martin was actually fun to watch. They have a really good chemistry. So Steve Martin's character's taking a shower and I guess John Candy's character, Dell, took one first and he like made, oh my God, he made the bathroom so gross. There was just like stuff all over the counter and he used all of the towels <laughs> except for a tiny, tiny face cloth. And so like Steve Martin's drying himself off with that. Then they have to share a bed and then Dell is just making disgusting throat clearing noises the entire time. And then, you know, Neil and Dell get into a huge fight, but they don't, they, they stick together despite all of their differences because, you know, Neil is like, I'm a marketing executive and I work in New York City and Dell shell sells, not shells, uh, shower curtain rings. So, you know, they, they come from different worlds and this entire movie builds up to them, you know, kind of liking each other, kind of being buddy buddy. It's more so Neil warming up to Dell. Dell is so endearing. I cannot even handle it. I have not seen many John Candy movies, but I kind of want to watch more of them. I know he passed away when he was very, like relatively young. So I feel like I didn't really grow up with John Candy, but he just seems so charming. As I'm watching this, I was very hypercritical of like, is this movie a Thanksgiving movie? And here's what I came up with. It's Thanksgiving adjacent. The movie is definitely more about the journey of these two characters getting to where they need to go by Thanksgiving. It's more so Neil to get home by Thanksgiving because by the end, we, we 
learn that Dell doesn't really have home and his wife passed away. And so there was this one moment where Dell is sitting in the car and he's like, you were right, talking to his wife. Anytime I like someone, I just, I go too hard and it, it's too much and I keep pushing people away. And I literally was like, oh my God. There, there wasn't a lot of seriousness in this movie, but when there were moments, I'm like, they could have probably dived deeper into those, but it's very much a comedy more than a drama. And it, they gave you enough of that to make you kind of get attached to the characters. I was fully invested. I was like, I want them to get home. And then I, I they did at the ending what they, what I wanted them to do, where Neil invites Dell over for Thanksgiving dinner. And that's like kind of the happy ending that I was hoping for. There's just, there's just madness after madness. They take planes. They do take a train. The train breaks down in the middle of a field. And then they have to walk a mile to get a bus into the nearest town. There's a lot of automobiles that they take in this movie as well. Uh, there's this blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. There's just this one scene where Dell is taking off his coat in the car while Neil is sleeping because they, 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 they cross paths again and now they're driving to Chicago. They're like, I, I can't. They're like 102 miles away from Chicago. And this whole movie is just like one bad thing after another. Like everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And you just kind of go, oh my God, another thing is happening that shouldn't happen. But they're getting close. And then Dell's trying to take his winter coat off because it's getting hot in the car. And he gets his sleeves caught on two things so he can't use his hands. He's trying to drive with his knees. It's a whole very stressful situation. He finally gets off an exit and... Neil wakes up and like, what's going on? And Dell's like, nothing. But then he gets back onto the interstate going the wrong direction. And he also threw a cigarette out the window that landed in the back seat. So they're driving down. They narrowly miss dying uh, by hitting two semis as oncoming traffic. But then they get out of the car. They're collecting their baggage. And the car literally erupts in flames. And, it, and there's a sign right next to it that says Chicago 102 miles. And you're just watching this just like, I, you know, you know. So the characters get mad at each other throughout the process and it flowed very much like a good buddy comedy. I can see like, I love buddy comedies and I grew up watching buddy comedies and I really liked this one. I thought this one had a good vibe to it and nothing ever felt so high stakes. There is a moment that Steve Martin has where they get to one of the cities and he has like a rental car agreement. The bus drops him off in the rental car lot and the car is not in the spot that he got. And then he has to like, truck himself back to the airport to to get his car situation figured out and he's just standing there waiting in line and the lady on the other side is like oh my god i'll see you for thanksgiving and oh my god <laughs> i know gobble 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 like doing like one of those stupid personal phone calls while you're at your wa your work kind of thing and so steve martin gets up there i normally don't do this but i feel like i just need to insert a clip of that scene right here to listen to. Warning, there's language in this, but I loved this scene so much because like if you've ever been so frustrated with a situation, I feel like this encapsulates it so well. And I'm just sitting there like, yes, Steve Martin, I feel you. <laughs> no, mom's gonna do the turkey. Yeah, dad wants ambrosia. So I guess we gotta get those miniature marshmallows and I'll do the crescent rolls and you do the cranberries. You know I can't cook. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow then. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> oh, bye bye. <laughs> Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. 
I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. There's also a line in this movie that made me laugh so hard. These characters start to bicker with each other, kind of like in a very familiar way. And Neil kind of says something to Dell about like, stop messing with this car seat. You're gonna break the car seat. And then Dell is like, yeah, you know, there's things about you I don't like either. And so Neil's like, what do you mean? And he says, you play with your balls too much. And I I, I don't know why it was so funny to me. And there's a point where, where Neil says something like, you know what would make this better? And then Dell says, an, an extra set of balls and an extra set of fingers or something like that. And I, I actually laughed out loud watching this movie. And I, that takes a lot. I do not laugh out loud very much at things anymore. And this movie made me lull. This one actually made me lull. So overall, this movie is very serendipitous. There's so much consequences and just the way the stories weave together. I always appreciate movies like this where there's so many storylines, but that they have to intertwine at different points. And one thing leads to another thing and uh oh, they're back together, but now they're split up. Oh, but they're back together now. It's just, I appreciate that from a writing perspective because I don't believe that's easy to do. I was invested in this. It made me laugh. It felt kind of, it didn't feel like I was watching a Thanksgiving movie, but it was Thanksgiving adjacent, so good enough. The ending was kind of sad with Dell admitting that he didn't really have anybody, but I appreciated that kind of heartwarming, you come over to Thanksgiving at our house kind of feel. So overall, I liked it. I'm glad you all made me watch this. This is a great buddy comedy from 1987. If you haven't seen planes, trains, and automobiles, and you love that kind of office vibe, oh my God, cringe city, why is nothing going right? This is right up your alley. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10, completely awful mishaps with consequences. Thank you again, everybody, for making me watch this. I don't think it's going to become something I watch every year at Thanksgiving, but I can say that I have seen planes, trains, and automobiles now. Let me know what you think of this movie. Do you think it was Thanksgiving adjacent? Do you think that it's a legit Thanksgiving movie? Come let me know on Twitch at Katie Peters Plays. Tweet at me at Play Katie Play, and let me know what movie to watch next. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a very Happy Thanksgiving, if you're celebrating it, and it's 2020. Celebrate responsibly. Thank you. If you want to hang out with me more, or if you just want to yell at me for my thoughts on a specific movie, I stream over on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash Plays. Also, feel free to follow and chat with me on Twitter at PlayKatiePlay and on Instagram at Katie Peters Plays. Music written and performed by Mark Can Do It. Katie Hasn't Seen That is a part of the Geek Generation Network. Until next time, keep your popcorn warm for me.